You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to Radio Maria Canada's The Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and everyone here at Radio Maria Canada, thank you for listening. Today's show has been taped, so no opportunity for calling in. You can keep up to date and informed about our show by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are the Health Hub RMC on those three locations, and do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can also find all of our podcasts on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. So on to today's show. The self-help industry is a multi-billion dollar market. So many of us just trying to do better and be better and scouring the internet, the bookstore, trying to find the right person to help us on our way. And so today we are showcasing one such person, Noah St. John. Noah is known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars, working with Hollywood celebrities, eight-figure company CEOs, professional athletes, top executives, and entrepreneurs. Noah's coaching clients have added more than $2.7 billion in sales since 1997 by following his legendary methods. Noah has also appeared on over a thousand media outlets, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur, and Success Magazine. Noah knows his stuff, and you're going to really love this interview. It's very high energy, and he really makes us understand his methods and why they work. Some of the things that uh, we talk about are how our head trash gets in the way of us achieving our goals, and our negative thought patterns, nothing more than safety nets in case we fail, and should our goals evolve over time? A lot packed into this interview. It's a a really fun interview. Noah's a great guest to have on the show. I do hope you stay with us. We'll be back in just a few moments.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to The Health Hub and welcome to the show, Noah. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Kathy. So such, um, you know, I was going through all of your works and all of your books and you know, you have the story of when you came to this sort of enlightenment. Maybe you can share that with us because I really think it sets the, the stage for everything else that's coming up in the interview. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll just to give a little context um, for everyone, and um, I'll make this as brief as possible. Uh, <laughs> but I, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And I know that's a total cliche, but I, it's true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine which is one of the wealthiest communities in New England. But my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have nots was my family. And you hear speakers all the time. They get on stage and say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, my family, we freaking knew we were poor because my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. (laughs) And so from a very young age, I hated that life of poverty and fear, lack, not enoughness. That's what I grew up with. But I saw right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. So I said, how the heck do I get from here to there? Right. (laughs) And so there wasn't anybody to talk to. I, you know, I was only a kid, but I'm, I'm basically the nerdiest nerd in the industry. I mean, the personal and business growth industry. That's what they call, they call me the Sheldon Cooper of self-help because I'm (laughs) such a nerd. And so as a nerd, I did the only thing that we nerds like to do or the favorite thing, which is go to the library and read books, right? So I went to the library, read every book I could on self-help, personal growth, the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey, all the classics, but I really couldn't get them to work. And so I, I was working really hard, but I wasn't getting ahead. I wasn't succeeding. So at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide because I was so depressed and frustrated. I've been trying so hard, working so hard for so many years, but nothing ever worked. So at the very last moment, my life was spared. I tell that story in my books and my online programs. But my point is that I knew that I had been spared for a reason, but I didn't know why. So I said, well, I must be on this earth for some reason, but I don't know what it is. So I went on another long journey. This was to find my purpose here on the earth. And so I went back to the library, read more books on spiritual growth and so forth. And then uh, in uh, April of 1997, I had an epiphany that changed my life when I realized what was missing in traditional success literature um, and really how to change your life, uh, you know, using something that the brain is already doing, really how to change your life in less than five minutes a day, uh, doing something you're already doing, which I call my affirmations method. And then the second thing that I discovered in 1997 was uh, what I call a condition called success anorexia, which people um, have probably never heard of, but it's something I discovered a quarter century ago and that I've been teaching my coaching clients. And it's really the fact that millions of people are unknowingly starving themselves of success. And so with those two epiphanies, I really started to uh, write books and sell programs online way back in 1997. Uh, You know, so literally my company is... uh, eight months older than Google, believe it or not. So I've been doing this a very long time. And, uh, you know, in that time, you know, we've helped our clients make uh, over $2 billion. And now I'm famous for helping people make more in 12 weeks than they made in the previous 12 months. And so, um, you know, using my my methods, my formulas, my strategies, um, you know, our clients have added, you know, five, six, seven, and even eight figures to their businesses in a very short amount of time. And so really that's, uh, that's how it all started. 
Oh, it all started. I just saw a title for the show. Noah, keeping it real. <laughs> you really come out of the gate with everything. It's great. Um, <laughs> now, what I want to ask you as we move forward here, mm-hmm. what you said you were looking for success. You were looking to find, mm-hmm. you know, the holy grail of what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and but, but to you, what does success mean? Well, actually, we have a formula for that. Uh, yeah. Being 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 Sheldon Cooper, you knew I'd have a formula, right? And so, um, really, what, what after you know years of studying that very question, and, and of course, you know, people ask me that all the time, uh, both you know my coaching clients and you know on media and so forth. But uh, basically, um, it really comes down to four areas, uh, and that is time, energy, relationships, and money. We call that my freedom lifestyle formula, because when you look at what success is. We, we like to say that most people, I think, would agree that, you know, we want to live what, what I just like to call a freedom lifestyle, right? We want to have choices about how and how we live and what we do with our lives, our, our days, right? And so that means we want, all human beings want more time, right? Isn't it true that time is really the most valuable resource we have? Why? Because it can never be replaced. All of Bill Gates' billions can't buy one minute of yesterday. And so time is literally the most valuable resource we have. And yet most people don't treat it that way. Most people really treat time as if they're going to live forever. Uh, Sadly, that has never worked so far uh, in the game of life. Father time is undefeated, right? And so the point is, we want more time. We want more energy. That means, you know, the energy, the, uh, you know, the, the, the emotions, really. If you look at the word emotion, it, it, it really is short for energy in motion, emotion. And so, you know, there's two types of energy. There's positive and negative, right? So positive energy is feeling happy, joyous, grateful, gratitude, et cetera. And then, of course, negative energy, sad, depressed, lonely, and so forth, you know, which is where I live for most of my life or all of my life prior to my discoveries. Um, so there's the energy part. Then there's relationships, right? Imagine if you have a million dollars in the bank and, and nobody to share it with, right? No one to enjoy it with. That's not really a freedom life or success. I don't think anybody would say it is. Uh, so we want to have those relationships that feed us. And of course, there are two types of relationships, both positive and negative, those that add to our sense of well-being and wholeness and those that don't add to that. And then of course, money, right? Money is very important. People who say money isn't important, Number one, don't know where to shop. And number two, um, uh, you know, uh, there's the saying by the great philosopher David Lee Roth, who said money may not be able to buy happiness, but it can buy a yacht so you can pull right up next to it. So um, t- when you look at time, energy, relationships and money, that's what really teach as my freedom lifestyle formula. Is there a priority in that list? Because it certainly sounds like there is. Well, and that's the beauty of the formula. See, it's different for every person, right? So everybody wants those four things, every human being. You're not going to meet a person and say, no, no, I don't want more time. I don't want more money, right? But, but of course, it's different for each person. So the way I like to say it is, you know, we all want a nice car, but, you know, you might want a Tesla and I might want a Lexus and, and somebody else might want a Bentley. It doesn't really matter, you know, and my good friend Gary Vaynerchuk often says, I'd rather be smiling in my Toyota than crying in my Ferrari, which makes perfect sense. So it really is up to each individual person. That's why, you know, when we talk about helping people make more in 12 weeks than it didn't last 12 months, we're not only talking about money. We're also talking about time, energy, and relationships. So those, you know, it, we wouldn't want to be out of balance, which, you know, of course, a lot of people are. Frankly, a lot of people have a lot of money and they're not happy, right? Mm-hmm. We call that being rich and miserable. I know that sounds crazy to some people. They're like, what? How could you, you know, I, I just had some more money, right? Then I'd be happy. All right, here's five bucks. Now go away, right? So it's not, it's not that simple. It's really customized for each individual person, whether we're working with individuals or group coaching or, you know, doing my uh, seminars, live events or, or group training, you know, for our, uh, our, our private clients around the world. 
So as you're working through with clients, and I know you have very high-end clients, very high-profile clients, if you go back over all these years that you have been working with them, what is the biggest aha moment that you would say the majority of them have? Oh, boy. There are so many aha moments that come from doing this work. Um, I was just working with a group, uh, you know, one of our private groups uh, just yesterday, and there were so many ahas. And, and one of them comes from the fact that when I talk about reaching your goals, um, it's really I love to use analogies and stories. Right. And, and I think, uh, you know, the great teachers in history have always done that. That's something I had to learn along the way, because being such a nerd, I'm just like, well, give me the facts. And, you know, don't don't tell stories. I hate stories. But I realized that I was wrong. You know, people love stories and you need stories because that's how people relate to things and analogies and so forth. And so um, one of the you know analogies that really uh, does produce aha moments is that when you're talking about your goals and this is for everyone listening to this program, when you're talking about your goals, it's really like driving a car. Right. And so um, imagine two scenarios. The first scenario is your home. Right. And you decide to get in your car and then you drive around in circles for an hour and then come home. Now, no one would do that. Right. That doesn't make any sense. And then there's a second scenario. You get in your car, you drive to the grocery store, get out of your car, go in the grocery store, walk around for an hour, get back in your car and go home. Now, that doesn't make any sense either. But actually, do you realize that millions and millions of people are actually doing both of those things every day. The first scenario is you don't know where you're going, right? You just are driving around and probably working really hard, but you're not getting anywhere, right? Why? Because you don't know your destination. But in the second scenario, you know your destination, but you don't know why you went there, right? Why you're going there. Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, who was my inspiration for getting in this business, he often called that um, climbing the ladder of success that's leaning against the wrong wall, right? So imagine, again, you wouldn't go to the grocery store, walk around, and then go in back of your car. You're like, well, wait, why did we go here, right? And have you ever gone into a room and you go, why was I here again, right? That's called getting old. But my point is that, you know, a lot of people are living their lives that way and, have, and are, unfortunately, you know, driving their businesses that way. So that, that's just a very simple analogy, a way of looking at that. But I actually go even further than that. So imagine if you're driving your car, but unbeknownst to you, you have one foot on the brake, Right. And so you're driving down the road of life. You have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. How long is it going to take you to reach your goal? Well, it's actually going to take you forever, theoretically. Right. You could actually never get there, but yet you're working really hard. Right. And you're spending a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of time, but you're not getting anywhere because unbeknownst to you, you have your foot on the brake. And see what happens in this industry, Kathy, is that we have so many gurus out there. Right. And so guru number one comes along and says to you, well, you know what? you're not reaching your goals, you need to put a better type of gas in your car, right? So you go, okay, I'll go to the gas station, put in this expensive gas, but you're still doing the same thing. You still have your foot on the brake. And so you're still not reaching your goals. You're still getting the same result. Guru number two comes along and they say, well, you know what you need? You need to get a new set of tires. These tires aren't good enough. Buy these really expensive tires and then you'll reach your goals faster. You go, okay, you go to the tire store, spend more of your money and you put the tires on, but you're still doing the same thing. You're still getting the same result. So guru number three comes along and says, you know what you need? You need a new car right? This car isn't good enough. Look at me. I've got a fancy sports car. I've got a helicopter. I've got a private jet. Be like me. Spend more money on your car. You know, buy this really expensive car. You go, well, I really like my car, but all right, this guy, I guess, you know, he posts stuff on social media. So I guess he knows what he's doing. And so you buy an expensive car, you get back in your car, but you're still doing the same thing and you're getting the same results. So you're getting very, very frustrated. So what I do that's different is this. I come along and I say, <clears throat> uh, did you know you have your foot on the brake? 
And you're like, uh, no. Uh, did you know if you have, get your foot off the brake, we can actually get you to your goals a lot faster and easier, a lot less effort. And you're like, really? Yeah. And that's how I'm able to help my clients make more in 12 weeks than they did in the last 12 months, just simply by getting their foot off the brake. You're like, well, where do I sign up? So that's how simple it can be. But that's what a lot of, well, the gurus just aren't talking about it in this way and they never have. And that's why over the last 25 years, you know, we've helped our clients make so much money because we do things like that. We keep it simple, but yet it can be very profound for many people. Is it a matter of clearly defining our goals or is it more a matter of getting out of our own way to achieve the goals? Well, it's both. And so many people come to me and they say, well, no, I don't know what I want. And I go, well, okay, that means you're driving around in circles getting nowhere. Okay, so we've got to formulate that. We've got to you know, go through the process to discover and determine what it is that you actually want. So that is part one. But then part two is what you were saying is then it's the fact of getting your foot off the brake. All right. So in a car, again, I'm using this analogy in a car, there are two forces at work, right? There's the driving force of the foot on the gas. That's what propels you forward. But then there's also the restraining force of the foot on the brake. And that's what stops you or holds you back. Now, in a car, you know, you wouldn't want to have no brakes, right? That would actually not be a great idea, right? You leave your house and, you know, oh, a tree slam, right? Not a great idea. So we do need brakes. I'm not suggesting not to have brakes, but I'm saying that in us as human beings, that brake, the foot on the brake is what I refer to as your head trash. The head trash, and this is why I've written 15 books about the subject that you know, coach people around the world, is that the head trash is that voice in your head that says, well, I probably can't do it. It's not going to work for me. I'm too old. I've made too many mistakes. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. Right. See, so those are examples of, again, what I refer to as head trash. And that is what is holding millions of people back unbeknownst to them. But here's what I want to point out to everyone listening. No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know, this looks like a great day. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. I think I'll hold myself back from success today. Right. I mean, nobody would ever say that. Right. That's that would be insane. Right. Because why? That's a conscious thought. It would be a conscious thought. So when I talk about your foot on the brake and head trash, I'm talking about things that are in the subconscious mind. And let me give you a quick example of that. I was speaking at a seminar in Los Angeles for about a thousand business owners. These were six and seven and even eight figure business owners, you know, high level people. I just was walking off the stage. I just finished speaking. A man came up to me out of the audience and he said, no, I want to hire you as my coach. You are the coach that I've been looking for. And I didn't know this man from Adam. Ironically, his name was Adam. (laughs) And so I said, okay, well, what's the story? He goes, Noah, I'm totally stuck. I'm only making four million a year. Now, of course, I had to laugh. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like much of a problem. I'll get $4 million a year. Who wouldn't want that, right? He goes, no, Noah, what I, I'm the CEO of this company. We grew to $4 million in sales really fast, but we've been stuck at $4 million for the last four years. And he says, I have thrown so much money at this problem. I've hired every guru out there. He named all the big name gurus. I've spent all this money, but I'm still stuck at this level. And he said, as soon as I heard you speak about your foot on the brake and head trash and everything you just said, I knew you were the coach that I've been looking for. So he literally hired me on the spot. I coached him for about a year and a half. In that time, his company went from being stuck at $4 million for the previous four years to over $20 million in sales per year. And how did we do that? We did that by what I'm sharing right now, by getting his foot off the brake. But he didn't know that he was doing it and he didn't know why. And so that's why using my power habits formula, we were able to do that in a very short amount of time. Can we get in the way of ourselves by having too many goals or competing goals? Do we need to define one singular goal and then work from there? 
That absolutely can be a problem for many people. Yes. Uh, you know, that is often referred to as overwhelm. And see, overwhelm mm-hmm. can lead to the behavior called procrastination, right? Procrastination is the habit of doing, uh, putting off doing things until tomorrow that should have been done six months ago, right? And so procrastination actually comes from the Latin word tomorrow, which means when you're procrastinating, you keep tomorrowizing. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. And then, of course, tomorrow never comes, right? That's what I was talking about earlier when I said, you know, we most people uh, act as if we're going to live forever when we're not, you know, in the, in the game of time, or excuse me, in the game of life, Father Time is undefeated. And so that's one of the reasons why, yes, if you have too many goals, that can be a problem. I'm certainly not suggesting there's people out there that say, you know, write your 101 goals and write your bucket list. I'm not against that. I'm just saying that if then you, you just write it down, you, you know, toss the paper away or you go, oh, well, let me go watch, you know, TV. Uh, nothing's ever going to happen. Right. So, uh, you know, there's an old saying that says uh, a goal is a dream with a deadline. And I agree with that to an extent. But I what I further like to say is I would rather talk to people about your destination. Again, I use the grocery store analogy because it's a simple one that we can all relate to. Right. When you're driving to the grocery store, you don't make a big deal about it. You just go to the grocery store. But you know why you're going there. You don't go to the grocery store and just hang out for a while, right? You go, I need this, I need this, I need this, I'm going to pick up this. You know, of course, you have things along the way. But my point is that that's, I would rather, and that's, you know, again, why my clients do get such great results. Again, more 12 weeks than the last 12 months, because we're get we're helping them to get very clear on what they want. But also, uh, Jim Collins talked about uh, a stop doing list, which I totally agree with that. You know, we always look at our to-do list and most people get very frustrated or, you know, overwhelmed by their to-do list every day. And of course, you know, every day you look at to-do list and sometimes it could be depressing or overwhelming, et cetera. And so what Jim Collins talked about is a stop doing list, right? Meaning there are things you're probably doing or even telling yourself you should be doing that you really don't need to do, you know? And so that can be a very freeing uh, exercise to, to actually create a stop doing list, meaning, you know what? I'm just not doing this anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to take it off my worry list. One thing that you can do really quickly, everybody today and a fun exercise to do is unsubscribe from different email lists that don't serve you anymore. You know, for a long time, I subscribed to everybody's email list. You know, when I was learning marketing and so on, I was just, you know, this guy and this guy and this guy and this guru and this guru and this guru. And honestly, it was just depressing. So when I when I did this exercise for myself, I'm like, why am I still you know on these people's list? Because that's just another way of procrastinating. It was for me anyway, you know. And so I was able to do that, and I just took. I'm like, ah, this is so great. I can breathe, and I got like an extra hour back in my day just by doing that simple exercise. It's funny when you're talking about that. I remember we um, I did a business course, and uh, the person leading it was saying there are so many reasons why not to start your business. You got to do your website. You've got to get your social media. You need to get that email list. The more things you put on that I have to do, the longer the business uh, gets delayed. Cut it out, start the business, see what needs to be built up. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's so intuitive. Yes. Yet, you know, for so many people, it's like it's, oh, I never thought of it that way. Or, okay, now I got to sit down and revamp. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I want to get a really deep dive into this head trash theme because I think it's like an awesome concept. So everyone will be back in a few minutes. Put the heavy on me Woke up and I'm feeling lonely This world got a way of showing me Some days it'll lift you up Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough 
walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born defector. Cause all I know, all I know, is you're my only hope. Listening to the Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. So, how's this for a fun conversation with Noah St. John? Um, I want to get into this concept that you have of head trash. Uh, it can go in so many different directions, this conversation, but you know, what I'm kind of grasping from this is either we are getting in our own way or we're kind of asking the wrong questions. Is it a combination of the two or how, how do you, how do you explain it to someone sitting in front of you? Yes, it is a combination of the two getting in your own way really is uh, a result of head trash. And so one of the reasons that my clients have, have had so much success over the last quarter century of me coaching them is that we go beyond the symptom level. All right. So what, um, what the gurus are, are treating or talking about is symptoms. For example, um, it's a very common thing. It's very common knowledge that there are millions of people who are sabotaging themselves. Right. If you do a Google search on self-sabotage, you'll find millions and millions of articles and videos and so forth. Okay. The problem is that the treatment other than my work that's out there for self-sabotage is if you want to 
stop sabotaging yourself. Stop doing it. You're like, well, mm. that doesn't even make any sense. What, what do you mean? Well, listen, if you're holding yourself back, stop holding yourself back. Well, yeah, no kidding. I think I knew that, right? I mean, it's like, it's very frustrating, right? See, that's why I've spent so much money on these guys and they really all said the same thing. And so what makes uh, my programs different is that we go beyond the symptom level. So let me explain what I mean. So head trash, going back to that point, and by the way, we do want to make sure that, you know, your listeners know that they can get my book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money for Free. Uh, we do have a, a, a link for that. Send me a book, Noah.com. But uh, head trash is not just negative thoughts. It's not just doubting yourself. It's not just saying, well, I can't do it. It's not just having a rough childhood or been in bad relationships or, you know, a bad mar- marriage or something like that. It's actually deeper than that. But really what it comes down to is really the belief that says, well, I can't do it because... Right. I can't do it because dot, dot, dot. Right. And then you just fill in the blank. Right. So, uh, you know, there's people who uh, hire me as their coach and they say, well, Noah, you know, I've tried all these other things and, you know, it just it never works. I can never really get ahead. And that's why and that's because, you know, what, what doesn't fix head trash is, you know, what I call shelf help. Right. A lot of people have a lot of shelf help. Right. You know, we've all heard, of course, of self-help. But what happens is a lot of people buy these programs or buy a book, you know, and then they just put it on the shelf, whether the actual shelf, like a bookshelf or a digital shelf. You know, like, a, you, you know, you buy all these courses and then you oh, I'll get around to that later. I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Hence mm-hmm. procrastinating. See how this all kind of comes together. Right. And so uh, even like doing vision boards, there's nothing wrong with vision boards. There's certainly nothing wrong with books and programs. I mean, I, you know, I've been selling them for a quarter of a century. But the problem is that if you don't get going back to the car analogy, if you don't realize, number one, that your foot is on the brake in the first place. And number two, if you don't take the actions that it takes to get your foot off the brake, well, then you're still going to be driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. And that means like, for example, when I did uh, vision boards, you know, prior to my discovery, I, I mean, I read all the books and I did everything they said. One of the things that everybody talked about was vision boards, you know, put on a, you know, put, put pictures of a car and house and money. And I'm like, great. So I did that. And I got what I got was a lot of pictures of cars and houses and money, you know, because because <laughs> nobody talked to me about what I talk about now. You know what? I've been coaching people now for the last 25 years, which is this whole thing of, again, the concept of head trash or your foot on the brake. So the point is that when you talk about symptoms, and that's what everyone out there is treating, they're treating symptoms. And so again, the the, the truth is that they're saying, you know, well, if you're you're holding yourself back, don't do that. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's like going to the, you know, you're having a heart problem or, you know, your your chest hurts and the doctor looks at you and says, yep, you're having a heart attack. Okay, next. And you're like, wait, uh, can you fix that? (laughs) Right? It's like, wait a minute. Hello, I need need a little help here, you know? And so that's what we see very often, all too often in this industry, you know, and and that's why, uh, you know, when you get down to the causal level, that's what we do. We get to the causal level, what's actually causing these behaviors. Because remember, nobody does anything for no reason. There's no such thing as behavior for no reason. Everybody behaves a certain way, but there's always something deeper. And that's why we go down to that deeper or what we like to call the causal level. And that's why we have, uh, you know, the success stories that we do. So what I'm pulling from it as you're laying all this out is that perhaps this head trash is uh, maybe years of failures, learned experiences, and perhaps a particular protection mechanism that we can rely on if things don't go right. 
Well, absolutely. And uh, 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 look at the foot on the brake again. So what are the brakes in your car? Your brakes are protection. That's exactly what they are. Right. That way you don't zoom out into a crowded, you know, uh, street and and without looking. Right. That would be pretty crazy. Right. That's a, a recipe for an accident. That's what your foot on the brake represents. It's like, wait a minute, we need to slow down here. We need to stop. There's a red light. OK. And then we and a green light we go. But that's what happens in life so often is we have a green light and we, we're not going anywhere. And so, yes, yeah, so protection is definitely part of it. That's what fear actually is. Fear is not false evidence appearing real, right? Every guru says that. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. Right? No, it is not. That's not what fear is, right? That's just a clever acronym that somebody came up with 50 years ago. And now everybody says it, but that's a lie. That's not true at all. Fear is an emotional response that says, what if doing this thing that I'm thinking about causes me more pain than the pain I'm currently experiencing? Now, see, that's not that doesn't flow very well. What I just said. Right. It sounds that's kind of like, huh? What? But if you think about fear, right, where did it come from? Or, you know, where it came from was, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And every, you know, or every living organism on this planet, uh, you know, has that emotion or feeling of fear, you know, and it's called protection, meaning I think I'd rather not get eaten by a lion today. Right. And there could be a lion in those bushes over there. And, you know, of course, we don't have lions and bushes for most of us these days. But the point is that, you know, so the fears that we have today, nowadays in our modern day, modern society are many times of our own making. They're in our heads. You know, so, for example, people fear speaking in public. Well, why is that? They don't fear speaking in public. What they fear is being embarrassed, being humiliated, being ostracized, being pushed out of the group. Now, that's a tribal ancient fear, right? That's deep, deep in the lizard brain. And so the point is that that's just one example of how fears, if we're not, if we don't recognize them, can really hold us back. Well, and two, you know, everything can be displayed on social media. So, uh, you know, you, you're, you're an open book when you try and, and present yourself in a lot of situations. Now, when you're working with people, uh, let's, let's look at the people that are successful, that are well on their way to achieving their goals. Have they developed this unconscious self-confidence or is it still a work in progress? Are successful people successful because unconsciously they know what they're doing? And is that a learned process? Can any of us do it? The, the answer is yes to both of those questions. So number one, I talk about the naturals of success. These are people who are unconsciously competent at allowing themselves to succeed. Now, that's a mouthful what I just said there. So let me break that down a little bit. Uh, whenever we humans want to master a new habit, we go through four stages. The first stage is unconscious incompetence. That means you don't know you don't know. The second stage is conscious incompetence. That means you know you don't know. The third stage is conscious competence, which is you know you know. And then the final stage is unconscious competence, which is you do without thinking. So every one of us has gone through this process many, many, many times in our lifetimes. For example, learning to learning to talk, learning to tie your shoes, learning to get dressed in the morning, learning to drive a car, ride a bike, and so on and so on, right? So there's literally hundreds of things that all of us had to go through these four stages of competence. But what I realized after 25 years of study and helping my clients make so much money is that, but also not just money, have fulfillment and happiness along with the money is that 
what uh, the naturals are doing, the naturals of success, they have become unconsciously competent at allowing themselves to succeed. So my very first book that I wrote back in 1998 was entitled Permission to Succeed, because I was the first person to realize that we don't need any more how-tos of success. What we need is how to give ourselves permission to actually succeed, to let ourselves succeed. And the point is that, uh, you know, when you, when you are driving down the road of life, and you have one foot on the brake, that is a way of saying, I'm not giving myself permission to succeed, right? Again, because of fear, head trash, et cetera, et cetera, everything we've been talking about. So what happens with a highly successful person is two things. Number one is they've either, either given themselves that permission to succeed or they haven't. And in the case of someone who is, as I mentioned earlier, rich and unhappy, right? Like the example of Bill. Who I talk about on my website, and you know, there's many examples of this. But Bill wrote to me, he said, "I'm rich and unhappy. Please help." And you're like, that doesn't even make any sense. But actually, it makes perfect sense because you know, for Bill and for others, you know, they've they've become very successful outer success, right? But on the inner game, as I call it, the inner game is not there. So all of success is built on these two aspects of success, the inner game and the outer game. The inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly. And the outer game is everything that you can see directly. So as crazy as it might sound, there are so many people out there who've been uh, very successful in their outer game, but yet their inner game is really not there. And really what that is, is it's like having a house that's built on a foundation of sand. So a classic example of that would be John Belushi, Elvis Presley, Chris Farley, River Phoenix, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, you know, there's literally dozens and dozens of famous examples and, of course, thousands of non-famous examples. So for the people listening, if you can relate to that, you know, that's the type of people that we work with, that we help them not just have the outer success, but more importantly, really having that inner success or inner game mastery, as we call it, so that you can have not just money, but also that fulfillment that we all really want. Well, as we evolve, as we achieve goals, I'm going to assume people don't start off saying, you know, I shouldn't assume this actually, but mm-hmm. coming to you saying, I want to be rich. Um, that's a big lofty goal. Mm-hmm. But the other piece of it is, is that do we need to keep mm-hmm. redefining our goals as certain plateaus are achieved, as certain goals are achieved? Like if the person that's very wealthy is unhappy, is it because too much focus has been put on the wealth? And so now that goal has been somewhat achieved. We need to redefine goals and move forward. Is that, is that the sort of the, the evolution of a healthy person? I would say so, yes. Going back to my freedom lifestyle formula, the time, energy, relationships, and money. So again, giving a classic example, you know, the, the hard driving CEO who's really, really focused on money, 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 money. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm, I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, money's bad or money's wrong or anything like that. It's, it's in fact exactly the opposite. The more money you have, the more good you can do on this planet. But the point is that even that people have tons of head trash around this whole concept of money. And so that hard driving CEO, you know, they're doing really well in, in their money and their investments and so on. But you know, the relationships are suffering or maybe they, you know, have gone through a divorce or two or three or whatever it might be. And then that's why they're, you know, they don't have the energy. So again, I want to, talk, uh, when I say energy, I literally do mean just those feelings of the positive or negative. So the positive energy being gratitude, gratefulness, uh, happiness, fulfillment versus the negative energy of frustration, anger, resentment, sadness, depression, 
you know, and which can lead to suicide. And again, that's why that's why I share my story. At the age of 25, I was I decided to commit suicide. That's why I share that story. I, I used to not share that story because I didn't want it to seem like I was trying to, you know, uh, gain pity or something because it has nothing to do with that. What I one time I was on stage and I just somebody asked me a question at one of my seminars and I actually shared that story for the first time on stage and I saw how it affected people emotionally. And I realized that by not sharing that story, I was actually doing a great disservice to my audience Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because to, for them to know that, you know, if you're going through a tough time, uh, believe me, I've been there and just that alone can help someone. And I and I certainly hope it does. How many times have we come, everyone on the show, and we've talked about the power of telling your own story? It's, mm. uh, it's, it is, you know, someone had said to me, uh, one of a previous guest has said, if I can help one person in my life by sharing my story, it's a life well lived. I say that all the time because to me, it just hit home. Mm. You know, it, even within goals, within goals, you know, if you look at the evolution of, of a, a CEO who makes money, you know, mm. they make money, they acquire. And then as you age and as, you know, life takes on a different nuance, you have to sort of set goals on how you want to use that money uh, for the good, perhaps how you want to evolve in your wealth plan. So it is an evolution. It is something that we have to, I guess the basics is training us to you know, asking the right questions, doing what you've said, you know, getting your foot off that, off that break and, and learning how to head down that path. Now you've written a number of books. If you had to choose one book, what would you choose to say here, everybody buy this one, start here. It's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. That's a primer on my work. And the great news for everyone listening is you can get that free at sendmeabooknoah.com. Very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com <laughs> and I will send you a book. We've actually covered the cost of the book. So the book is actually free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. We ship you know anywhere on planet Earth. And so again, it's sendmeabooknoah.com. The name of the book is Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. So you can get that book free uh, at sendmeabooknoah.com. And then my final question is, can you share with us maybe a goal you're looking to achieve? I, I just want to keep raising the consciousness of the earth, you know, one person at a time. That's been my goal for 25 years now. Uh, you know, when I started successclinic.com, that's the name of my company, uh, I started in a 300 square foot basement apartment in Hadley, Massachusetts. Uh, I had $800 to my name and a book on HTML. So I had nothing. I had no money, no experience. Uh, no contacts, no list. There was no social media, no YouTube, Facebook, you know, blogging, nothing. And so uh, I, all I had was what I bet most of the people listening to this program have, which is a deep burning desire to help people and to make a difference, make an impact in the world. And so, you know, going through a lot of, of trials and tribulations, blood, sweat and tears, you know, now we've been able to help our clients uh, make a lot of money, have a lot of happiness and fulfillment, find love, save marriages, um, lose weight. I mean, uh, it really, and just, you know, live a, that freedom lifestyle that I, that I've been talking about here today. Uh, so, you know, if we can help you or uh, help the, the folks listening, um, that would be my, my great pleasure and, uh, and a privilege. Wonderful. I have one final question. It probably should have mm-hmm. popped up earlier. How do you framework failures in the road to achieving goals? I, I would say they're completely necessary. Uh, so, uh, just, you know, as a final thought, uh, for those of you, uh, who are saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm just getting started or I really want to grow my business or scale my business or whatever it might be, or, or health or relationships, et cetera. It really is. It's all kind of the same in, in that sense, um, is just fail faster. 
you know, so don't be afraid of failure. Uh, of course, failure sucks. There's never any fun. I mean, it, it always sucks, but let's just get through it. By the way, if you want to have a good laugh at my expense, speaking on this topic, just go to watchnoatv.com. That's my YouTube channel. You can subscribe to watchnoatv.com and watch my earliest videos and have a good laugh at my expense because boy, did I look dumb. And I mean, I look really bad, but I keep, see, I keep them on there to get, to give people, you know, hope, confidence to say, man, if this guy can do it, I can do it. <laughs> And self-deprecating to boot. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so if there's a straight line for people to head down to get to you, uh, is it a website? Uh, where do you prefer people head over to first? Yeah, that's my name, Noah St. John, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N, just like it sounds, NoahStJohn.com. There's a, you know, you can contact us there. You can see what's on, uh, you know, the different programs we have in coaching. We have one-on-one mentoring and, and group coaching. And of course, I do uh, speaking as well, uh, keynote speeches, both virtual and in-person events uh, at NoahStJohn.com. And just, of course, uh, you know, again, watch Noah TV, my YouTube channel, and uh, uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, you can probably find my books. Wonderful. Noah, such a pleasure to meet you. Such a a great conversation. I really enjoyed having you on the show. My pleasure. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.